On today's show, we will discuss some top market fears and we'll also have a very special guest, Paul Payne, one of the top legacy and wealth protectors in the country. We will be talking about the protection elements in your retirement plan and what you can do to strengthen your position now and for the rest of your life. All this and more right here, right now on Wealth Health Radio. And now, Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Wealth Health Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and joining me, as always, is Joe Murphy. Joe is an investment advisor representative of Fiduciary Independent. Find him at Murth- Murphy Wealth Management, where he's been helping folks for more than 20 years. And uh, again, um, mwmfinancial.tax is the website. I encourage you to check that out. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing great, Steve. How you doing, buddy? Very, very well. Thank you. This is going to be an exciting, uh, exciting segment. Uh, well, they all are, right? Uh, <laughs> You uh, you know you called it last week I, I think when when you said the the Nasdaq we we had a nice little bounce uh, moved up in the market a little bit uh, what's your thoughts for the next uh, for the next market so are we through all the rough stuff at this point is it going to last what do you think well good question Stephen yeah you know what even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again but you know <laughs> I guess we, so yeah we do a lot of technical analysis here and a lot of charting and and you know a lot for a lot of our radio listeners you know we, we're in a corrective period obviously and you know when the market does correct and stocks go down or equities go down, it never goes down in a straight line. So we look at what's called channels. And inside that channel, there's going to be some bounces and bounces to the positive. And we really like that 11,002 level in, in the triple Q or the NASDAQ to really bounce upward. And we got that. Now, the real question, Steve, is, is that going to last? And that's going to that's gonna be the big decider is, is where we put our portfolios or how we're going to leverage because we're not really sure. I don't think any investment advisor out there you know, can say for sure they know which direction it's going to go. But using these technical indicators, Steve, it gives us those parameters to know, hey, if we drop below this support level, we don't want our clients hanging around and taking steeper losses because the next support in NASDAQ is probably down to that 7,800 level. And I don't think anyone wants to go down there. So definitely you want to check this out and make sure you're with an advisor that understands how these channels work and how to prepare your portfolio in a violent market like we're experiencing right now. So, I mean, so there are, uh, what are some of your top concerns and, and fears or for that matter of going, going forward? Well, I, I think the number one thing right now, Steve, is is don't fight the Fed. You know, we saw that easy money policy, you know, obviously, you know, with the stimulus and, and the quantitative easing and the bond buying by the Fed, you know, that absolutely fueled the, the tech run that we had in the markets. And, you know, there was a lot of profit out there. Um, but right now, you know, as of Wednesday, the Fed started the quantitative tightening, Steve, and we're in a tight money world and our portfolios absolutely need to reflect that. That run with tech was absolutely beautiful, but the narrative was simple. There was such a massive flood of stimulus into our financial system and all of it crowded around that big cap tech companies. You remove that stimulus, Steve, increase rates and these tech companies, they bore the brunt of the sell-off of this recent correction and we've seen some serious downwards. I know I was a victim as a, as a personal trader. I nibbled and tried to catch a falling knife on PayPal. And boy, was I wrong on that one. And sometimes when you're wrong, you got to know when to cut the losses. No investment advisor is infallible. You just got to know when to say, you know what? Made a mistake. Got to cut the losses and move forward. Sure. 
And and again, as we as we move forward, <clears throat> excuse me, inflation seems to be a, a big deal, right? It, it absolutely is. And you know, one one of the things that I wanted to talk about too is is you know when we're looking at all these these high flyer and profitable tech companies that have been smashed down in price action, Steve. A lot of investors like myself with that PayPal, they rush to buy the dip and, you know, you get burned catching that falling knife, but there's two components to share value. And, and a lot of our radio listeners may not be aware of this, but I wanted to make sure I hit on this, Steve. You know, first of all, when you're looking at share value or the share price of any traded company, you're going to look at the fundamentals, which are the, the company's ability to have earnings. Then you have something called sentiment. And in the market, traders call that multiples. So we had those high multiple tech stocks um, and, and the multiples have absolutely gotten smushed. They've been compressed and these major players got, got crushed. But now, Steve, we're starting to have the earnings part, You know, the real fundamentals coming out. So where's the bottom on that? That's what scares me about the NASDAQ right now. That's why we're not going all in on the tech companies and we're really playing guarded because as these earnings come out, there might might be a little bit more to go down. Um, but as you know, as you were talking about fears and inflation, um, you know, talk about inflation. I mean, we're running over 8%. You know, that purchasing power of your dollar compared to last year is going 8% less. You know, that's not a good situation. The cost of goods is increasing in this country. And I always get asked, I had a client in there, he's like, you got to break down inflation for me. You have to let me know, all right, how does this work? What is what is inflation? What's causing this to go up? And there's, a, you know, three real major players when it comes to inflation. The top culprits are going to be number one, supply chain. I'm sure everyone driving down the road right now is like, oh, no, here we go. Supply chain. What is it? Well, goods and services shift. During the pandemic, Steve, there was a huge demand for goods. You know, everybody wanted to relax in their Gucci pajamas, you know, with our discretionary income from the stimulus. Now the economy's reopened. We're in a different environment. There's a higher demand for services. You know, we want to go out. We want to go get that haircut. You want to go get a massage. You want to go out and get those services. The demand for goods now is declining because we're out and about. But the needs for services is on the rise. Here's our problem. And this is where inflation and supply chain really come in hand in hand. Supply is not keeping up. You look at things like COVID basically shutting down China. I think that's a really big culprit. Plus, you're looking at the staffing issues that a lot of these employers are experiencing in this day and age. All that boils down to that supply chain increasing that inflation rate. The second, Steve, is, is everyone's heard of this, and that's the Ukraine and Russian war. It's an absolute mess. I mean, you got to think that the crippling sanctions on the Russian economy by the West should end this sooner or later, but it doesn't look like there's any near-term end to this. So who knows with Putin, but that's definitely a big player in this inflation rate. And then the third, and I think everybody, you know, that got their, you know, that got their checks, their stimulus checks, the stimulus, that monstrous injection of liquidity, it boosted everything. And now the Fed's saying, whoa, we're going to reverse course here and they're going to be shrinking everything, cleaning up their balance sheet and those unprofitable equities, especially those unprofitable tech those are the ones that are really pulling back first, but I think it's just the beginning. So when you're looking at inflation, Steve, that's going to be your top three culprits of why we're really seeing this inflation rate stand transitory. Uh-uh, that ain't true. Okay, wow. And then, so as we look at this, then the uh, the prospect of higher rates, uh, pretty much, uh, you know, 
out there, isn't it? It did. I mean, it was a, it was a clobbering of the the growth equities. You know, in traders during times of, of of rising interest rates, look, institutional investors are really what moves the market, and traders seek safety into fixed income. And that trend has been a move out of these unprofitable equities and into safer investments in a rising interest rate environment. If you think about that, it makes sense, and that's what we're seeing. We saw that mass exodus from risk into safety. That's another reason. And again, as as you look at this and as you start going through this, uh, you know, you're it's it's a little unnerving, I think, for folks, don't you think? It, it has to be because there's so many moving parts. And Steve, that's really where it comes into play is to be partnered with someone that understands how all this works together and can manage and, and be nimble enough to trade through a portfolio. We talk time in and time out how important active management is, how important risk management. I don't think there's a time in history, Steve, that could be more critical to have someone on your side that understands sector exposure, understands active management, and more importantly, takes into consideration your time frame, your personal goals, and builds a portfolio custom designed for you in this environment. Well, and again, let's talk about housing. That has been certainly a hot button for you know a couple of years with the, with the values going up and people selling and buying. And what happens next? Oh, that's a great one. And, you know, obviously everyone's coming off the Memorial Day parties and, you know, talking to everyone. And, you know, I got a lot of questions on on housing. And and, and honestly, you know, housing is 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 cyclical, you know, and, and we're at a top end of the cycle. And, you know, that demand is still there. But, you know, we used to have, you know, 30 people waiting in line to buy a house and that's starting to change. You know, the real the real question here, Steve, is when? You know, I think the major concern is on that demand side. Rising rates equal higher monthly mortgage costs. We've seen fewer approved mortgage application, and that whole like combo stew will result in a demand pullback. The affordability issue of housing in a first world country, it just can't continue. And I will tell you this, the best remedy for high prices is high prices. Remember that it's going to cool demand. All right, that makes sense as well. So the the, the food the supply chain issues, especially in the food uh, area, that's that's been tough. Yeah, that's the cherry on top. You know, we're talking about we're talking about inflation and culprits. That's the cherry on top. You know, you're looking at the export bans by countries like Serbia, India, the Ukraine. They're all causing additional pressures. You know, to to conclude all this, and you know, I know we covered a lot of ground like we usually do, Steve. Mm -hmm. But you know, our economic conditions have changed significantly in this country. The monetary policy by the Federal Reserve is reversing to meet these headwinds. In my opinion, the time is not now to keep all in on tech or even even with that nice bounce. You know, it's, it's luring some of these retail traders back in. Money has flown. The smart money's flowed into value and sound companies with big cash flow. That's what we want to key in on this environment. So if you look into history, Steve, and you know I'm a big history guy, the 1970s is probably the closest to paint a picture on how to prepare for the future. The top asset classes, believe it or not, were gold, commodities, value stocks, and investment-grade bonds. This is really, again, where active management pays dividends because that sector exposure can mean that you are allocated to the right sectors in the right environment at the right time. Well, folks, if you'd like to be here at the right time, now would be a great time to give Joe a call. Come on in, sit down, and have that conversation. 
Absolutely. And you know, one of my favorite sayings is by now, if you want something you've never had, you got to do something you've never done. If you're one of the next 10 callers with at least $500,000 saved for retirement, we are going to custom design an easy to understand financial review that's going to indicate if you are in need of a full blown retirement plan. There is absolutely no cost or obligation for our radio listeners, but you got to call in right now. This analysis is going to include a fee report and a portfolio risk assessment. That's going to untangle the cost of your current portfolio and advisor and help you understand how much risk you're taking with your investments. Guys, that's so important at these levels. Next, we will include a tax analysis to determine if we can reduce your overall tax burden and increase your cash flow. That's going to put more money in your pocket instead of good old Uncle Sam. Then finally, guys, we're going to create that customized lifetime income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge your retirement income for the rest of your life. Let us help you take the guesswork out of retirement planning. I know these 10 spots go quick every week, Steve. Give our listeners that magic number to call. My pleasure, Joe. 800-930-5905. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you stand today. But what's more important is you're going to find a roadmap, a guide that's going to help get you to where you need to be. 800-930-5905. Again, it's 800-930-5905. When we come back, some real talk and insight you don't want to miss with my good friend and legacy planner, Paul Payne. Hey, we're back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe, of course, uh, is a fiduciary independent Murphy Wealth Management, uh, mwmfinancial.tax. Also encourage you to visit their Facebook page. Just search for Murphy Wealth Management and you will find the crew. They'll be waiting for you right there on Facebook, right, Joe? The crew is there, and that's our way for our firm to keep in touch with the community. And obviously, you know, we're a family-owned firm here, and we're a family-owned business, and we're community strong here. So having that Facebook page allows us to connect with the neighborhood, let everyone know what's going on, put some insights out there. So we really would like, if you can give us a follow on Facebook, that'll connect you to our firm, and we will absolutely make sure that we get some good information to you. Again, that's, I mean, again, so it's Facebook and uh, your website, too, is mwmfinancial.tax. We've got a lot to cover here, uh, Joe, and I know you've got a very special guest. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, meet him. Thanks, Steve. We are so, so excited to have Paul Payne here with us today to talk some insurance and legacy planning. Um, Just for our radio listeners to introduce Paul, Paul is the owner and president of Payne Financial Solutions, actually right down the street from us. He helps assist our firm in protecting our clients' families to create lasting legacies for future generations. Paul is definitely a guy you want on your side. With over 20 years experience in the insurance and wealth planning industry, he has actually trained more than 130 agents in 38 states. And get this, he's issued more than 4,000 life insurance policies, totaling more than $3 billion in coverage to both families and businesses. Paul is definitely a guru when it comes to insurance. We're lucky to have him today. Paul, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for joining us on the show. Doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me. I always learn something every time I'm here. Uh, it's always great to hear your wisdom of the market. And uh, I'm hoping that we can 
dive deep into some legacy planning today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is, you know, when we talk about insurance and, and the foundation of, of financial planning and retirement planning, Paul, I think one of the most critical aspects that gets overlooked is having that foundation secured. And what we wanted to talk a little bit about today, Paul, was, you know, everyone's kind of conception of life insurance is a simple death benefit, you know, whether you have this policy at work or whether, you know, you took it out from a life insurance agent, you know, a lot of people understand life insurance has one purpose and that's a simple death benefit. It, you know, it obviously covers in the, in the case of a catastrophe, but I think there's a lot more to life insurance than most people know. And we wanted to talk about today is how we fit life insurance and legacy planning for our clients. Yeah, there's a big misconception with life insurance. I'm not sure where people got lost in this concept where back in the day we were told you buy life insurance, you put your policy in a drawer, you tell someone where it is, and the day you pass, someone's going to find this and there's going to be some money there to protect your family. It's the furthest thing from the truth. All right. Look, there's three phases to wealth management. All right. There's an accumulation phase. That's the fun phase, Joe. That's what you specialize in. Let's grow the money as much as we can. Right. The second phase is at some point, the growth is kind of slowing down. You're going to retire. And now we've got to start spending some of that money. But there's a third phase. And I promise you, everyone's going to see this third phase at some point. And that's the day you pass away. And that's the transfer of the legacy. Okay. And let's face it. If, if wealth management was a three-quarter football game, you don't wait till the third quarter or the game's over to plan for that last quarter, okay? You've got to get after it early on in your um, wealth building years. The earlier you start planning for the wealth transfer, the better off you are. And Paul, let me just ask you that real quick. Why is it? Obviously, we want to make sure that we're planning up in front, and that's what we do at this firm. But with, with life insurance policies in particular, um, the amount you pay for the policies determine when you take that policy out, correct? So the younger that you do it, the less expensive it's going to be. Is that right? That is correct. So the earlier you get a start, the advantage is leverage, right? And everything that a life insurance company does is based off of actuarial uh, analysis, right? And they know that the longer they have your money to invest, the more leverage they can provide to you. All right. So if you start at a, at a very young age, you can catch a significant advantage. Look, your, your life insurance buying years are really from the age of 18 till really around 75. OK, so if you wait two thirds of your life to buy your life insurance, you've lost two thirds or more of the leverage. Actually, because of compounding interest, you've lost a lot more than two thirds of that leverage. So so I always tell people, look, as early as you can get something started. Okay. It's no different than the advice that everyone tells you about a 401k or an IRA. Look, the key is to put something into it. All right. Doesn't mean that you're going to max fund in the early years, but the earlier you can get started. And, and a big key co component to that too is the earlier you get started, the better health you're usually in. Right. And it's all based on health analysis as well. So as you get older, not only is your age going to make the price go up, your health could cause the price to go up, and it could even put you in a situation where you can't really get a good legacy plan because you don't have the ability to buy the contract that you need due to health concerns that are usually out of your control in some cases. Yeah. So once we take out this policy at a younger age, we get everything locked in. If I get sick, I take out a policy, I get sick 10 years down the road, they can't cancel that policy because my health changed, correct? That is correct. Once you're in, you're locked in. Um, and life insurance 
provides a lot of things that other investments don't do. I, I, I don't want to dive too deep into it today, This, uh, but we, we can do a comparison of what life insurance does compared to a 401k. It gives you access before you're 59 and a half, right? It has other benefits, including some critical and chronic illness riders. Uh, unfortunately, I had a uh, one of my agents uh, had a client just recently, 42 years old, diagnosed with uh, stage three cancer. Uh, he had a million dollar policy and uh, he's going to receive about $200,000 in critical care money. It's an acceleration of death benefit tax free for just owning a simple term policy. Wow. And those are things your 401k is never going to do for you. Your, your 401k does not care about your health. It doesn't. It, it's very restrictive of what you can do. We're in life insurance. You're owning it on your own. You control it. You control the money inside. You can use that money for anything you need to. Um, there's a lot more to life insurance than just a death benefit. I, I, I really would like to dive a little bit deeper on that because I love the living benefits of some of these life insurance policies. And, and you know, people understand life insurance, again, for that, for that death benefit. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, it's not for me. It, it's for someone else. So they don't want to spend money on it. But these new types of life insurance with these living benefits are designed for the actual purchaser. And it offers protection that are unmatched by any other type of policy. So can you just break down some of these living benefits on these policies? And I don't even think there's an additional charge. So if I had a regular term policy with just a death benefit, maybe a 30 year term, and God forbid I had a heart attack, that policy is not going to do anything for me, right? Correct. Right. So if I got one of these new types of policies with living benefits, how does that differ? Well, there is a cost to it, Joe. The cost isn't upfront though. It's only if you ever use it. And again, what I just said, everything in the life insurance industry is based off of um, percentages, okay? It's, it's actuarial analysis of when people are going to pass. So to give you an example, the insurance companies got smart a few years back and said, look, we know that if somebody can't meet two of the six daily acts of living, okay, and that is things like changing yourself, or I'm sorry, uh, clothing yourself, um, feeding yourself, bathing yourself, being able to transfer, cognitive impairment. If you can't meet two of those six, okay, and and I've never seen anyone that, that could only not do one of them. Normally, right. if you can't do one, you actually qualify. But if you can't do two of the six, the insurance company knows that your death um, expectancy has been lowered dramatically, right? So they already know that, hey, financially, this isn't the best deal for us. So they kind of cut a deal with you, Joe. And what they say is, look, we know that financially, this isn't a great policy for us. But we also know that you probably will want some of this money before you pass to take care of things such as maybe putting in a, a, a special handicapped shower or wheelchair ramps or maybe a van that might be needed so you could travel, right? So they say, look, we're willing to give you some of your death benefit while you're still alive, but you're going to lose a little bit more death benefit than we give you. So the trade-off is, for example, they may give you 100000 up front. Okay, that you can use tax free, by the way. Try to do that out of a 401k or an IRA, total Huge. different ballgame. But they're going to give you this 100,000, but you might lose 125 or 130,000 um, of, of the death benefit upon your death. But at that point, you don't care. You need help now. You need, you're going to miss work. You may be permanently disabled. You're going to have higher expenses. So 
we have a lot of clients. Obviously, I'm an Indiana navigator, so we do do Medicaid planning. We help our clients protect from long-term care issues, but we do get into those situations. And what we find is, is most Americans out there have saved a lion's share of their money, Paul, in these tax-qualified plans like IRAs and 401ks. And when a medical issue rises its ugly head, a lot of these people, Paul, they have to draw off these tax-qualified accounts, and they end up not only depleting, God forbid, if they have a spouse, they not only end up depleting the savings, but they end up with a huge tax bill. So having something in place like this can kind of be like an ancillary or a secondary account that you can pull off of and still retain those retirement assets and not have to pay the piper with Uncle Sam. To me, that's unreal. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I had that happen in my own family. My dad's a perfect example. Uh, 2017, uh, he's had he had some health issues. However, uh, he ended up choking on a piece of food and ended up going into a coma for 19 days, uh, oh, wow. was on a ventilator, um, was in a rehab facility for seven months. And before that was all said and done, after what Medicaid would not pick up, or Medicare would not pick up, um, his bill was over $100,000 for seven months. And the reason for that was he wanted to have some of the therapies that was not covered. He wanted some better things offered to him that Medicare wasn't willing to pay. And we were willing to give that to him. And in the, in the long scheme of things, he spent 44 years working in a steel mill and he exhausted over a half of his 401k in seven months, because you just, if the bill's a hundred thousand, you don't take out a hundred thousand. You got to take out 130 to pay the taxes. And then that, that money you take out causes your tax brackets to go up, which causes the pension to be uh, taxed heavily, causes your your Medicare to be taxed differently. Everything becomes a problem at that point. So if you're driving down the road and, and you're wondering about this stuff and you're saying, you know what, I'm not sure, here is your opportunity to find out more. So if you're one of the next 10 callers, we are going to custom design that easy understand insurance review that's going to indicate if you are in need of a full-blown plan. There is absolutely no cost or obligation for our radio listeners, but you got to call in right now. This analysis will include a tax analysis and an insurance analysis. That's going to include a review of your current life insurance policies, kind of see what Paul was talking about and seeing if you have the new kind with the living benefits. What we're going to do is we're going to try and attempt to maximize your coverage and minimize your premiums. So let us help you take the guesswork out of insurance planning. I know these 10 spots go quick every week, Steve. Give our listeners that magic number to call. Absolutely. 800-930-5905. That's the number to call, folks. It's an opportunity to get a well financial roadmap put together. It's a chance to really see where you are today, but more importantly, to get that roadmap that we're talking about to, to help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. Give us a call. 800-930-5905. 5905-800-930-5905. When we come back, more talk with Paul and insight you don't want to miss right here on Wealth Health Radio coming up next. And we are back on Wealth Health Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe Murphy is here. Paul Payne is here with Joe uh, talking about life insurance, among other things. What a what a great show this is, guys. You know what? We're having we're having a good time and it's all about education, you know, and that's really what we want to bring to our radio listeners is just some education on what's out there and what you can do to help protect yourself and your planning. I, I think that, you know, one of the biggest things, Paul, is 
is when is the right time to do this? You know, when is the right time to, to look at your life insurance? A lot of people, you say, you know, we have it at work or, you know, we, we already have a life insurance. When is the right time to do this stuff? It's right now, Joe. It's as soon as possible. Um, it's the only type of, of investment vehicle, of insurance vehicle that you can't just go buy whenever you want to buy it, right? Things change. And I can't tell you in 20 years how many times I get a call a week after someone's diagnosed with something that they never thought they'd be diagnosed with going, what do I do now? And I have to tell them so many times, there's nothing we can do. All right, you should have done this before. Um, now we have to plan for, for the future of your family in a different way that's just not economical usually, okay? Um, I've been doing this for over 20 years. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to a 25-year-old who had no interest. They had no kids. They just, uh, my wife has a, has, has a good job. If something happened to me, she could still take care of herself. Three years go down the road, they, they have a baby. Maybe that baby has a severe disability. Now there's a massive amount of, of life insurance need. But now they may have a health issue and now it costs them a lot more. Um, or same thing with older people. My kids are super successful. Everything's good. I don't really have this need. And then as they get older and they see their kids have children and they want to help their grandchildren. So as your life goes along, your, your need for life insurance may change financially, but it can also change emotionally. Okay. Um, it did it, it, in so many of my clients, I see things where they find out that they're, becoming a big burden financially due to their health, their health concerns. Sure. And they're afraid they're not going to leave their spouse with any money. Life insurance can, can solve that issue. I call it the guilt risk. You feel very, there's a risk that you're going to feel so guilty for not leaving your family money that you'll quit spending your own that you work so hard for. Life insurance plays a great role in reducing the guilt risk. Well, wow, that's, that's good stuff. And, and I agree, you know, now is the right time to get a review on this stuff. And it is, it's the cornerstone of every financial plan. You have to have that protection element in place, but there's so many different options out there. There's so many different designs, you know, going to number one is, is an independent insurance agent, as opposed to what's called a captive or one that just has their company's menu of products. I think I read, uh, Paul, a statistic that said the difference between between premiums for the same person across the menu of companies offering the same exact policy is about 40%. So dealing with an independent conflict-free insurance agent, I think really can pay off to make sure not only are they paying the least amount that they need to, but also getting the best policy for their situation. How do you approach that, Paul, with, with obviously any insurance company at your disposal? How do you pick and choose with thousands of different policies out there? Yeah. The, the first thing you want to start with is you got to have someone that has options, right? If all they have is one product to sell and there's 700 different products out there and they only have one, chances are that's not the best product out there, right? Secondly, I tell you to go to someone that specializes in this procedure, whether it be a life specialist themselves or somebody, a wealth manager who has that's working with a life specialist, okay? You wouldn't go to your general doctor Okay. And he says, Hey, look, I, I kind of feel like you, you're, you're clogged arteries. I can hear some things going on. You're telling me, why don't we crack you open today and take care of this, right? You'd never do that. No. You're going to go see a surgeon and probably a cardiac yeah. surgeon, right? You wouldn't just pick anybody out there. You wouldn't go to an ears, note and throat specialist to have your heart checked. All right. So make sure you're working with someone that knows what they're doing, that specializes in the life insurance industry. This, this industry has been changing like crazy over the last 10 years there's been more changes in the last hundred years in the insurance industry. And if you're not specializing in it and keeping up with it, there is so much that you're going to miss for your clients. 
I think, Paul, you got to touch on one one thing, and I, and I think this is a story that that was in the news, and I know you've told me this story a couple of times. Um, Coach Harbaugh from yeah. Michigan, um, just an interesting way, and what Paul does with life insurance in unconventional ways to benefit our clients, his clients, it, it's really amazing. But what Jim Harbaugh did with his contract, you got to just let our radio listeners know how unique of a use of life insurance it was for his actual contract. Yeah, I encourage. It's a long story. I encourage everyone to Google it. It's it's out there. Um, but basically Jim Harbaugh knew that he'd made enough money in his life that he didn't need any for his family or, or for him and his wife anymore. So what he decided to do is say, Hey, I want you to pay me. I want you to pay me what you said you're going to pay me, but let's take a large amount of this, of this, uh, contract that you're going to pay me and put it inside life insurance for the next generations of my family. Wow. He knew he's in a super high tax bracket. Let's just pay the taxes one time. And we're going to put it into a vehicle that will be tax free forever with massive amounts of leverage. And if he really needed that money, he had a, he, there's an out there. He can, he can, loan against it or take withdrawals against it. However, he knows he's never going to need that money. And this is just a great way to, to, to do generational wealth. And, and this is what smart people do. Jim Harbaugh, trust me, he's not working um, w- with a small investment firm in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> right? This guy has some very smart individuals. As busy as he is, I know he didn't know that much about life insurance. Somebody told him to do this, and it was a, a really good message that they gave him. Wow, monumental legacy creation with that one. And real quick, Paul, I know that you've done that for a lot of our clients. We have a, a lot of blue-collar people here in Northwest Indiana and Chicago that we service here. One of the really cool concepts that we've employed with some of our clients and some of your clients is that pension maximization. I love that using life insurance. Can you just touch on that, please, for our listeners? Pension max is a complicated but simple way to to maximize what you're going to get from your pension, okay? Um, To summarize it, number one, most people wait and they start planning again for their retirement the week before they retire, right? So if you are going to be someone that's going to receive a pension, in most cases, they're going to give you a few different options on your pension. And you can, it depends on how much you want to bring your spouse along on how much money they're willing to give you. So the more you bring your spouse to continue your pension, the less pension you get. Yep. There is, it's basically mathematics, okay, to figure out what's the best way for you to go. In some cases, it makes more sense, all right? And, and for the wives listening out there, hang in there for a minute. Sometimes it's better to leave your wife off the pension. And that extra money that the that the pension has to pay you goes into a life insurance contract, because by doing that, you gain full control instead of letting whoever you work for control that pension. Right. Once you gain full control of that pension. Now, if your spouse dies first, you can leave that to your children. We're under the other situation. You can't. can't. And not only that. What happens if that pension collapses? We've all heard the stress that these pensions are under. Now you have a whole nother tool that's that's gained cash value that you can loan against. Um, it is just sometimes the mistake some people make by just checking a single box. All right. I, I'm a firm believer that in this country, we should be forced to be educated before we choose that, deci- th- that decision of the pension. And we don't have that here. There's no class you have to take, nothing like that. You just check a box that looks good to you. I don't want to leave my spouse behind. It could be the worst financial decision you ever make. I tell everyone to get advice from a professional. Yeah. And you can't go back and change it. And that's Correct. the thing is, is it is, it's a one-stop shop. And once you make that check, you're done. So it pays. So if you're in that near-term retirement red zone and you're due a pension before you fill out that paperwork, 
talk to Paul, talk to us, give us a call. We'll run that pension maximization to see how we can benefit both you and your family. It's a strategy out there that, like I said, not a lot of advisors are talking about, but is one that works tried and true. We've used it with our clients, Paul, and I know it's ear to ear knowing that they're getting the max amount in their pocket and they have their spouse taken care of and possibly future generations tax free. And you know, I love tax free. Oh yeah. It's the best type of money there is. However, don't wait too long on that. Don't think that you're going to buy the policy at 64 and retire at 65. Right. You buy that policy the day you start the game, not the day you end the game. And I think, again, that's the difference between planning and reacting. So now is definitely your time. So guys, we are going to have that special offer for this week alone. So this week we are going to include a planning consultation with Paul or myself on insurance and legacy planning analysis. That's going to include a review of your current life insurance policy, which will determine your coverage needs and minimize your premiums. We're going to take a look at where we can use life insurance and tax-free to benefit fit your situation. So if you're one of the next 10 callers into the show right now, we're going to custom design and set up that intro call and we are going to do it for no cost or obligation, but you got to call in right now. So let's take the guesswork out of legacy planning. Steve, I know these 10 spots are probably already gone, but we're going to give our listeners the magic number to call. We're going to take on a couple more this week. Absolutely. It's 800-930-5905. That's the number. It's uh, it's an opportunity to get a, well, to get the offer today. Yes, just make that call. A, a comprehensive financial review. You're going to see where you are today, and then you'll have a roadmap that'll help guide you to where you need to be. 800-930-5905. Again, 800-930-5905. Coming up next, we've compiled a bunch of questions about legacy planning, and we are going to address that and more when we come right back on Wealth Health Radio. We are back on Wealth Health Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and a, a very interesting show today. Great stuff, Joe. Uh, you know, Joe Murphy, of course, is here, an investment advisor representative, Murphy Wealth Management, also Paul Payne. This has been such an educational experience. I mean, all the way from, you know, really just a lot of good stuff I never knew. Yeah, you know what? And Paul, that's what our job is, is, you know, we want to educate our radio listeners out there. We want to educate our clients because when you educate people, then you can show them options. And when you understand options, that's when you can really make smart decisions, not only on your financial future, but on your families as well. That's really good stuff. And you know what? Today, we had some awesome questions come in over the last couple of weeks, and I wanted to have Paul out here so he could address some of these questions. Um, We got, I think, 16 questions in. We're going to hit as many as we can get here, but there's some really good ones. I'm going to dive into that right now, Steve, if that's okay. Absolutely. And see if we can get the meat off the bone on these questions. All right. First question here I have from Carol. Carol asks, I have two annuity IRAs that I want to leave to my three kids. They do not seem to be growing much and wanted to know if I should move to investments or just leave them alone. My kids are listed as the beneficiaries of these annuities. Any suggestions? Yeah, you know, Joe, I train uh, wealth managers all over the country. And when I start training them on legacy transfer, I always say you have to ask the, the very first question you ask is, have you already in your mind set aside an asset that you plan to transfer, whether it be a home, a, a vacation home, an IRA, a 401k, an annuity, right? And it sounds like Carol here has 
pinpointed these two annuities. And sometimes it goes back to that guilt, that guilt risk I talk about. Hey, I know I might spend every other dime I have, but at the end of the day, my children are going to have these two annuities left to them. Okay. Or, Or in this case, the three kids, is that the best place? Probably not. Okay. But there might even be a better way to leverage this thing by taking small amounts of the annuity every year to purchase life insurance. And and I shouldn't use the word purchase. I should say to reallocate the funds of this annuity into a legacy plan. So we can take roughly 10% of these annuities. So if there's $100,000 in there, we can take $10,000 a year and buy a life insurance contract that in most cases will be 100% tax-free and probably be worth more than the annuities the day that they were started. Yeah. And I mean, you think at the alternative is what's the alternative? God forbid Carol passes away and leaves these annuities to the kids. Now they're subjected to the Secure Act of 2019 and they're sitting there with the inherited IRA rules or God forbid they take it in cash and then have to pay the taxes. So that really minimizes what Carol was trying to do. So I love that life insurance aspect is, you know what, let's leverage these assets and make them really boom. But the thing that I like about this is instead of having those huge tax tax bombs to your kids. Now you're leaving tax-free money. That is huge. And and your kids will absolutely be thanking you and smiling ear to ear when they don't have to give that money to Uncle Sam. Joe, there's only three types of money. There's taxable, tax-deferred, and tax-free. And we want to make sure that we position as much money into the tax-free bucket as we can before we pass away. Makes sense. All right, Carol, hopefully that answers your question. If you have any additional questions, feel free to give us a call here at the office. Um, James, I got James here. And James says, I am blessed to have had a very successful career. Congratulations, James. I am now 64 years old and retired. My wife and I live a moderate lifestyle and we have plenty of income. We also hold a sizable amount of retirement money. So IRA, 401k money. We are new grandparents and we would love to start passing money to our children and grandchildren. How can I effectively get this done? There's a hundred different ways to do this. <laughs> all right. It is, it is really based upon what your beliefs are and how you want to get money down to the next generation and not just the next generation, but the generations after those people, right? I'm a firm believer that if you want to make an impact in your children's or grandchildren's life, you start as early as you can and you take a certain percentage of the money that you that you have, the liquid money that you have, and you slowly move it into accounts that are going to, to benefit your children the most. OK, and a lot of times I tell my clients, if it's that important, let's take two percent of the net 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 worth that you have and move it into life insurance or or vehicles that will make sense for your children okay look the taxing law the tax gifting laws just changed we can do sixteen thousand dollars a year per person okay so if you have a son or daughter between you and your spouse you can hand down thirty two thousand dollars to each of those children that's sixty four thousand If you have children that may not be that great with money, or maybe you feel, hey, I want to give some money to them, some to my grandkids, we can structure all different types of plans, okay? And it's not just the money being tax-free, the way it's protected as well, okay? We all know divorces and things like that happen. So if we can set up comprehensive plans through trusts and things like that, that money is protected down the road. I mean, no one would want all their money they worked for their whole life to be handed down to a child and then their spouse divorced them a few days after they received this money and get half of the money you worked for for your whole life. Wow. Those, that is comprehensive legacy planning, okay? And, and again, 
the more you talk to professionals, the more you understand leverage of life insurance, I think the more you're going to hand down to the next generations of your family. I, I think when it comes to the life insurance aspect, I think one thing that I really like about legacy planning and, and having you as a partner, Paul, is our clients get to tell what they want to accomplish in their own words, and we can show them options like this to get things done. You're not going to get this from your corner broker, and that's really where it boils down to. You have to understand how to use the tax code and how to use these products effectively and I think Paul's really illustrating in one way how you can maximize things by using the right vehicle. Okay, so we got a question here from Phil. Thank you, James, by the way, for the question. We got another question here from Phil. I'm trying to get through these uh, for everyone. I am in the process of estate planning with my attorney, and they are recommending a large amount of life insurance that has a pretty hefty price tag. I own a few businesses and I do not want to tie up that kind of capital. Is there any way to get the coverage without the big premium payment? Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> the answer is yes, um, but it's not for everybody. Okay. It is a very complicated type of structure um, that is needed in some cases. Um, if you're a business owner, uh, farmers are, are the biggest buyer of these. And that that's what's called premium finance. Okay. And what premium finance is, is, you're going to a bank to get money. Uh, basically, you're using other people's money. You're using the bank's money to pay for your life insurance, and you're just kind of paying the interest on the note, okay? Oh, wow. So, so basically, farmers, for example, a lot of times they're very wealthy with land, but they're not so cash rich. So to do the estate plan properly, they have to buy a lot of life insurance, but they can't use what they're using for their crop money to pay for the life insurance. Sure. So what they could do is they can put their own land up for collateral, okay? And they can stretch out those payments to the life insurance or to the bank where the life insurance gets funded fast and it's in place right off the bat. Wow, talk about leveraging money. So obviously a complex um, a complex situation, but Phil, there is a solution or a possible solution out there for you. Um, I know Paul does do some type of premium financing with uh, different companies out there, but if you want to get some more information, Phil, this is one you definitely want to give us a call so we can diagnose your situation and see if this is a right fit. Because I get it, you know, as a business owner, you don't want to tie up that kind of capital, but you need it to complete the estate plan. So no one wants to shell out money. This might be a way, Phil, that we can get everything done in, in, in an efficient manner without leveraging all your assets. And, and Joe, without wasting any listeners' time, there are strict underwriting for, sure. for premium finance. And usually the threshold is you have to have a net worth of $5 million or more. Okay. So yeah, it's a high net worth solution, Phil, but give our office a call and we can see if it's something that's right for you. And we I got time for one more. Uh, okay. We got time for one more question here. And that is going to be from Carrie. Carrie, thank you for the question. Carrie says, I have a variable, in variable investment life insurance policy. It's been growing pretty well until the recent market drop. It's down much more than my portfolio. Is this a good policy to own? Carrie, I love this question because I get this a lot. <laughs> and the the solution that I, I believe is I'm not a fan of variable life insurance. And there's there's one reason. Almost every other investment in the world, I know I said it a few minutes ago, you can buy whenever you want it as long as you have the asset to fund it, Right. Life insurance is not that way. Life insurance is based off your health. And I don't want something that I can't always buy tied to market risk, okay? Life insurance should be used as a portion of your portfolio that helps control volatility. 
Why would we want to continue to have volatility in my life insurance? Why would I risk having to give up my life insurance? You can pick up what's called the perfect storm. That's where you're crossing age brackets that cause your internal life insurance to get more expensive. The market could tank out, yep. okay? And you could have major health issues that year. Oof. Or maybe even the fourth one, you need some of your money. Those can be those problems can be solved by using something that is not variable, such as a universal life or whole life policy. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to have that risk out there, Carrie. And if you would like an assessment on your current variable investment life insurance policy, we can absolutely do that. So guys, thank you so much for the questions. And we are going to do that offer one last time. So this is it. So you guys have been lighting up the phones this week. We appreciate it. And this week for the next 10 callers, we are going to include and do an analysis on your insurance and legacy plan. That's going to include a review of your current life insurance policies and we'll determine your coverage needs and try and minimize those premium payments. So if you're one of the next 10 callers that call into the studio right now, you are going to get that 15-minute intro call and we can get that valuable analysis. Steve, please give our listeners that magic number two call. You got it, 800-930-5905. You heard Joe, the next 10 callers will get that comprehensive review and all the extras that we're just talking about here today. It's a phone call away at 800-930-5905. That's 800-930-5905. Well, Joe, I mean, this has been a great opportunity. And and, uh, Paul, nice to meet you as well. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you again, Steve. It's always great to talk to you, buddy. We are going to do this again next week right here on Wealth Health Radio. The content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any type of securities. Joe Murphy, MWM Advisory Group, and Murphy Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of the information provided in this radio show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Joe Murphy and his guests as the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on the assumptions and actual results may vary from such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making any investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor's financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. 